What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time to harvest you. Let's nourish our mama joy by living big and loving bigger. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Teresa. And in this episode, we're talking about unconditional love. Welcome to our podcast. Let's get started harvesting you. This podcast is sponsored by A2D, Addicted to Dance Company. Check us out on the web, a2dance.com. We're growing foundation, giving back to our community, and changing lives is our mission. So this is a great um, conversation. Let's talk about unconditional love. So unconditional love is loving someone with no conditions, loving your children with no conditions. So the older they get, we turn into these adults and we have, you know, our parents are, are, are older. And when we put conditions on love, if you don't do this, I'm going to be upset with you. Or mm. if you don't come to this event, I'm going to write you off. Or you embarrassed me by not doing X, Y, and Z. That's putting conditions on love. Yeah. That's not a nice space to be in. And if you're in an environment or a space, whether they are your family, friends, it does not matter. Anything that is a struggle to your mental health, you do not have to do. You do not have to engage in. And that is not unconditional love. And the people that put on those conditions might scream, complain, bother, try to force bully into doing whatever that thing is. Yep. Or make you feel and, bad. And anyone who's making you feel bad into doing something, that's not a good thing to be doing. No, and that's that, narcissism. That person might not and be the best. manipulation. Yeah. That person might not be the best person in your life. And putting up some boundaries are important. And having a conversation around it is important. You know, we're not saying just walk away from that relationship. I myself have had experiences where I try, I have tried and tried again and came, you know, to the conversation or the in-law or the person from a different approach and a different perspective to try to see what, where is my role in this relationship, in this conversation, but over and over when things are in a repetitive negative cycle and it is impacting you, your family, your mental health, causing havoc or just ill feelings, that's not unconditional love. No. 
And we don't need that in our space. No. Yeah, if it feels bad. If it feels bad, there's something wrong. And, you know, something I think there is a stereotype around or there's a buzz around is having a therapist. And I think having a therapist is beautiful, important, valuable. I think everybody should have a therapist. I raise my hand for that. It is someone who doesn't know you, your family, Mm -hmm. and it is an unbiased opinion from a professional who understands. Yes. And it's a great advice. It's another line of advice. Not your friends are great. It's great to have your friends' advice. It's great to have other family members' advice. But those friends and family members know your side and see the dynamic, right, with Mm -hmm. these unsupportive relationships, these non, you know, these conditional relationships. So they already have an opinion, right? Like they've already said. And I think having a therapist um, as a mama in general, no matter what version of a mama you are, no matter what your family dynamic is, is extremely helpful and valuable to you. Yes. Yeah, I've found, I've done therapy, not regularly, but in periods of my life and I've found it helpful because the other person doesn't know anything about me or the situation and can give a perspective that no one can give who's in your life. I mean, it just, it's from completely somewhere else and that person has dealt with probably similar kinds of situations from other clients as well. So there is some tools and some strategies and some ways of looking at the situation that are very helpful, especially if you're trying to get through something. You're trying to get through it and you can't figure it out. And, you know, one, your sister's telling you to do one thing, your, your cousin's telling you to do something else, your best friend's telling you to do something else. And you're like, I don't know what to do about this. It's really helpful to get someone who's completely out of the situation to step in and just say, okay, can we break this down? Right. And where and 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 maybe recognize or pull something from your past that you didn't even realize has everything to do with your relationship yeah. with this specific person now. Yeah. But unconditional love, you know, my feelings for my children are Come hell or high water, it doesn't matter what you do. I will never, ever, ever, ever abandon you, turn my back on you, or love you any less. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have experienced conditional love. So I know both versions. I know what abandonment feels like. I know what having pressure of in-laws feels like and it's not a fun space to be in and for so many years I tried to balance to navigate because this was my husband's family and and this was at right making all these excuses of why I had to feel so raw Hmm. but yet I had to change who I was in the presence of others that's not okay mamas No. Others all 
your tribe, your family, your village should be accepting you for you. And when you get up from that table at Thanksgiving, there should never be any ill spoken, rolling of the eyes words. And if there are, they're not your tribe. Yeah. And it's a really hard concept, especially when it's family. When you all have the same last name. Yes. It's very hard. And there's cousins and there's nieces Mm -hmm. and there's nephews and there's all these, this, this, right? There's love, right? There's, there's, there is a love. And, and I'm not devaluing that there is a love. But what I want and I see for my family, my morals and values, my husband and I's morals and values with Chase and Ava, if they're not aligning with other parts of our now extended family or extended friends and something's off, I'm not willing to put on a front. I'm not willing to pretend. I'm not willing to cater. I'm going to show up as my authentic self. Yeah. And if you can't handle my authentic self or my energy, then I'm not for you. And that's okay. Yeah. I've made the choice to see these people who are no longer in my life through a lens of love. I no longer have ill feelings, but that took a lot of therapy, a lot of coaching, a lot of self-discipline, a lot of daily mindset rituals that and, and practice. And like we talked about in an earlier podcast, if you stop doing those things and you think you're okay for a while... All of a sudden, that anxiety catches yes, up with you. It does. It, oh, it just comes back. You can't push it down forever. It's going to pop back up That's just like right. a jack in the box. You cannot push it down. And I got to tell you, after years and years and years of, of doing and watching, and, and maybe, and, and st- I stopped talking and I started listening and observing a lot more, I'm, I'm, I'm good where I'm at through and through I'm I am great with the decisions that I've made for myself and for my family because as the mama as the head of the house as the one running if I am being pulled havoc emotionally Mm. forward backward in another argument we didn't come to this why didn't you come to that you're throwing things from 5 10 20 years ago up now wait a minute yeah something's wrong there yeah yeah if you're not and it's being in alignment with yourself if you're not right. and then you're scattered all when you're scattered all over i know when i am stressed and having anxiety and i'm a little scattered it affects the rest of my family. 100%. It affects them. Their mood changes because my mood is different. If I'm calm, then, and I am grounded in myself, then I'm more giving, and then they have room to be who they are. And they don't have to react to my energy. That's, that's so negative. Important. That's so important. And it's important to talk to them, too, about, these relationships that were once or that 
and are not anymore. It's important to give them space to feel and ask questions and, you know, tell them your, your version, because of course there's two different versions and then there's, there's a gray area. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really valuable to have the foundation and to be able to know like, Hey, I can, I, therapy's good. Don't be afraid to, to go to therapy. Don't be afraid to get another person's opinion. Don't be a, afraid to lean into the things that feel uncomfortable in your life because it clears space for new. It does. It does. It clears it. Cause if you're vibrating, when I'm vibrating, I can't accept new things. I can't accept, I can't you're notice. Blocking. I can't, it's just, I'm in my own world and that is it. And I think a lot of people do that for Thanksgiving show up to that family meal, feel, pre-feeling the anxiety of something's going to happen, of someone's going to say something, or I'm not going to be happy, or, you know, this always happens at Thanksgiving. Yes. I'm just waiting for it yes, to happen. the ball to drop. You know, mm-hmm. whoever it is that has the conflict at the meal, because there's usually someone has a conflict with someone else in most families, and just waiting for that to happen, that pre, like, puts you on a path of not being open and being available. And then also putting the energy in the mood for that conflict to flourish too. Like you're putting, you're feeding that yes. energy. So then the question is, why are you going to Thanksgiving then? See, that's the thing. Why, like, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. And in my family, not everyone gets along. And not get along in a way of, like politics. Not everyone agrees about the same politics. I think that's most of this country right Mm -hmm. now. And I choose to not talk about politics with my family because I know that that will be a problem. Now we can talk about anything else and it's fine and it's supportive. But if we go into that direction, then everyone gets like this, like guard up. Mm. And has their position. And then there is, then there has been conflict because of that. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's not healthy. Like, I think it's okay if, if there is a topic like that, to not address that topic with everybody. I think it's important to address it with the person that you're having the conflict with, but to not bring it up. For everyone to experience right. in in a family situation yeah. when it's not about just, you know. A lot of people like to get their points across in yes. that situation. So, and if that does come up, do you say, hey, it's Thanksgiving. Can we just be thankful that we're all together today and not talk about yeah. this? Yeah. And then if that conversation continues and tension is growing, it's time to go. Yes, it is. It is time to go because... N- I don't think anything positive will come out of having right. an all-out brawl over something that not everybody agrees on. That not everyone agrees, and you know that not everyone agrees on. There's no reason to stir the pot and to just cause people to get upset. Now, some people are pot stirrers, and they like to oh. create drama wherever they go. Yeah, I don't like those people. They're not in my family. They're not oh, pot. I Thank God. Them. So there's like an unspoken rule of like, we don't talk about that. Yes. And my mom and I, we do not agree on politics 
at all. Uh-huh. Like, it is just like, nope, not so going to do it. we don't talk about it. We don't. That's great. We have so many other things to talk about. Sure. And connect over and find happiness. And that's an important word. I think finding a, a connection. Yeah. And, and that's something that I struggled with for a really long time is trying to continuously weave in a connection of I'm part of this family. I feel like I belong, but you're not making me feel like I belong. So there's been instances where I, there have been walls put up. Um, I'll tell you a quick story for you mamas out there. If anyone has felt this, it is a sucky space to be in. Now, this over and over again has occurred in um, a family dynamic. And finally, the last time it occurred, you know how you just said that your children feel it? Well, my daughter felt it from the other room. <gasps> So we were at um, a family member's house, and it's kind of like an open floor concept. And there were uh, family members gathered around the table, and they were, and I'm standing because there wasn't another seat, which was fine. I don't care. And I'm leaning against the wall, and I try really hard to not cross my arms because that is a sign of like. Like, just kind of shutting down, deflecting. People don't want to be engaged. I really am aware of body cues and and signals. So I am just trying to be. And this particular group of adults started talking about something that that I could not relate to. Something from their past that had nothing to do with me. I wasn't in the family at the time. Um, One of the adults isn't particularly a fan she I am not a fan of hers my husband is not a fan of hers right so there's this already walking into this dynamic but of course we came because it was for someone um that we valued um for a party well a long story very long story short I'm completely shut out of the conversation no one's engaging with me no one's making eye contact me it was purposefully Time and time and time again, there, and I'm not the only one. The other married ins mm. or like not direct align have felt this way. So my daughter comes up to me who sees me against the wall and whispers in my ear, I want to go home. And I said, okay, all right, we're, we're going to get going. You know, I'm looking like we, we have to do cake. You know, after we do cake, we'll go home. Like we can't leave before cake. That's just the respectful thing to yeah. do. And, okay, let's get cake going. And, you know, I go over to John. I'm like, he even wants to go home. Can you, like, help me get this cake going? Okay, we get cake done. Cake's done. Ava starts coughing. Now, my daughter has chronic asthma. And she starts coughing to the point of cough, 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 I want to go home. Cough, 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 I want to go home. And um, we get in the car, and she says, we're driving home. We're like, are you all right? Do we need, you know, we gave her her calm event, this and that. And she said, I faked an asthma attack because I didn't like the way mommy looked against the wall, and it made me feel really bad. Oh, my God. So that was an, at the time, nine-year-old who felt her mother who watched, was observing, not a part of the conversation, 
but I guess felt, I, and I have really purposefully tried to go into any interaction before I go into anywhere with a quiet little, this is my intention for today. Mm -hmm. This is my intention to give. I'm going to show up as my authentic self. I'm going to engage. I'm going to. But when your child, our children, guys, oh mamas, gosh. your children feel, see, uh, take on more than you think. Yeah. You may think that they don't know you're upset or you're fighting with daddy or mommy or you're having a bad day. But I'll tell you what. They, there's a lot of unspoken um, truths that they feel they need that area to be able to speak to. They yeah. need that room. You need to give them that room. And you know what? Sometimes we don't even realize that we don't give them that room. It's almost like before you go to bed, hey, let's journal. Let's talk about the day. Was there anything that upset you today? Was there talking about negative things doesn't put negative things in their head. It's important for them to remember, yes, this made me feel bad. Because if you don't address it now, yeah. they carry that somewhere. It's like it gets stored in a file. And then it comes out later in life, like us as adults. And I we're know. like, what the heck? Where did that trigger come from? Oh, it was from that time. I'll never forget. Yeah. I felt this way about my mom and I saw my mommy so upset, right? Yeah. So important to just lean in and be more mindful about our kids. And having that tough conversation having afterward. Tough conversation, yes, and reminding them of unconditional love because me, myself, I, I no longer, I haven't had my mom in my life for a number of years. So that puts a fear factor in my kids. It has over the years. Mm. What what I have been asked, I want to know what happens so I don't do what she did so we don't have a relationship in the future. Oh yeah. my heart. Yeah. No, I love you unconditionally. No matter what. Yeah. I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. There is nothing you could do. Yeah. No, it's important to say those words, though. Yes. With so many parents, you know, divorced or otherwise, you know, something else makes it so you're separated from your kids or that you've been separated from your parents or, you know growing up without a mother or a father or whatever the situation is, there's so many abandonment feelings. Sure. And it can happen even if you have parents who've been together forever yeah. and you're still, you know, going to Thanksgiving and visiting every weekend. It can still, you can still feel like, oh no, what ha will happen if, what will happen if. Right. So actively reassuring that I'm here for you no oh, matter what you yes. need. Yes, I'm here for you. You're beautiful. You are loved. You are cared yes. for. These kids need to hear this, especially today. Yeah. Our world is so divided and families have broken up over politics. Yes. Friendships have broken up over over these things and it's it's like we can't allow the bullying that's going on as adults to, to trickle down to our children. We need to let them know that they have a voice too. Yeah. And that they are loved. They are supported. They are wanted. Yes. And how important they are to us. I tell Jack this all the time. And one thing we used to tell Lexi was, 
You can always call us. You can always call us. No matter what situation you've found yourself in as a teenager, if you've gotten yourself up into some mischief or whatever, we will still show up. We will pick you up and make sure you're safe. If you're in a situation that doesn't feel safe, always call. We will come no matter what. We will not yell at you and get, you know, you won't be in trouble in that moment. And we'll take care of you and get you safe before we have the conversation of what happened. What choices did we make to get ourselves in this situation? Because teenagers and young 20-somethings do some things, you know, sure. that might not be to figure it out. exactly the smartest things to try or do or go off to a party that probably shouldn't be at or, you know, whatever you end up doing online that you shouldn't be doing, you know, to know that will always show up. Because you love her unconditionally. Yes. And then the other thing I always used to say in my mind, and this is before social media happened, which just when the internet was starting up, was, or even before that, never. I always said to myself, don't ever do anything that I don't want my father to see me doing. If mm-hmm. I'm doing it mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want him to see me doing it, sure. I shouldn't be doing it. Sure. Stop now. Yeah. So that's the same thing with online stuff. If I'm doing something... You know, I tell this to my son, don't do anything you don't want us to see. Because you can't hide stuff from us anymore. Nope. You just can't hide anything and anymore. delete doesn't work. No. It's still out there. <laughs> doesn't work. Yep. Yes. I think that's a that's an important, one of my important things that I've lived by is, is that. And it, it's the same thing for my kid, too. I don't want to do anything I wouldn't want him to see. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't hide stuff from him if I'm doing something that, isn't true to me and it's a little off or I'm trying something that's a little risky, which I don't do. Like I just wouldn't want him to see that as an example or vice versa too. So honesty, loyalty, love. And that builds that unconditional love. Yes. That trust. You're giving them that foundation. You have to be able to trust the other person, trust that that person will show up, trust that you can say things that might not be the exact perfect thing and they'll still love you and they'll still care for you and vice versa. You know, I've been lucky because, you know, my parents were together for their whole marriage. You know, my dad died like five years ago, but my husband was estranged from his father for most of his life and his father died last year. So that whole thing about abandonment is huge in my family because of, my yes. husband brings that with him wherever he goes. Yes. That someone's going, this person's going to abandon me. He's yes. always pre, pre, same like, with John, set up yep. that someone is going to let him down. And, 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 and specifically a male figure. Yes. Yes. It's very tough. And it's very tough to get through. And I keep trying, he, he gets very emotional about the experiences he has with with Jack because he never had any of that with yes. his father yes. throwing a ball in the backyard yeah. going for a run you know doing anything that he never had with he didn't have this kind of life with his dad yeah. and how much he missed doing that and how much he wanted, wanted it. it he yearns for it so now he's yes. doing it with his kid which but there's that absence of yes. I didn't have this and it's sad it's a sadness it is. It is. I, I, I watched that with, with um, you know, with my brother. I, I, I did have my parents together until I was 19. 
And then my mom threw my dad out of the house. And then my brother got kicked out of the house when he was 16. So I, I've watched exactly that when it comes to parental abandonment go through his sadness and taking on, you know, taking on other people's feelings too, mamas. You know, it's one thing to take on your, your children's because we are as happy as our saddest child. That's so true. But taking on others, you really do need to put a line. Um, I have had my brother, you know, I, we're only four years apart since he was 16. So I'm 20 years old and now taking in a 16-year-old, right? And me and my boyfriend lived together. John was my boyfriend at the time. So it was like this whole different dynamic. So it's it's a lot and giving you know my brother at the time and even still today I love you unconditionally because he's had conditions put on his love and that sucks but guys we are meant to come to this earth and joy is our birthright I don't believe that we're necessarily well, at least from my experience, I can tell you, I don't believe that we're necessarily meant to come through a specific person to be in that family unit. And I can I can use an example of look at all the beautiful babies that have been given the opportunity to be adopted into other people's families. Yes. Yeah. I know I at least five off the top of my that I can think of of these these mamas that have adopted these babies and as their own and they're their babies right but they were brought into this world through someone else yes so i i truly believe there is not a oh blood is thicker than water yeah let's throw that out the door because we all know right deep down in our hearts your family is who is woven who is who supports you, who is unconditionally showing up for you mm -hmm. through our, our past friendship podcast. And you can build that in your family. Yes. The, your family. The thing is, is that you're born into a family and that's just set up for like a great opportunity for everyone in that mix to support each other. Because you're all in the same building usually together a mm -hmm. lot. And you go through all the same experiences together. So it's it's just the situation makes it so that it's easy, if you want to, to make those connections with the people in your nuclear family. Right. Now, not everyone's going to choose to connect. Not everyone's going to choose to give unconditional love. Not everyone's going to choose to be in partnership in life with you in your nuclear family. And that's okay. That not okay. everyone not everyone has to. But I think that a lot of lot of people feel that way about sisters, brothers and moms and dads because because you're put in this like petri dish of like okay, we're all in this together yes. and if we all pitch in and we all are in this together, you're programmed. You're being programmed. Then you're programmed to yeah. just flourish with each other throughout your whole lives. Right. And but then the, then whenever it's children to. and children and children, then it just expands exponentially. But if that foundation, if that nuclear family that that started 
isn't strong and isn't connected, and it just line. gets all over the place. It does. It and just then when and you other... can't force it back into no. being that family that you want it to be. You can't force people to be what you want them to That's be. That's right. You have to let them grow and flourish and nurture and appreciate and love them as their next version of themselves as the man of themselves, as the husband that your son turns into, as the father that your son, your son turns into. You have to be able to take the different role as a mama as these kids get older and as new people come into your family. Yes. You know, if there's anything, the one huge silver lining I have learned about unconditional love is no matter who, boy, girl, my son chooses, girl, boy, my, my daughter chooses, I will love them because my child loves them. Yes. And I will take them on as mine and always make them feel that they belong yes. in my family. And that's with, that's with friendships, too. The friendships that I notice that my son, that fill him up and bring him to light, I can see it all over him. Those are the, those people, those kids that I just, I just want them to be with my kid all the time. I want to embrace them. So it's the same thing in his future with whatever, you know, partners that he has in his life. Whoever makes him happy, I am joyous to have around. I will do anything for those people. Whoever is making my kid happy, hello, I'm here. There's enough love to go around. I think people get super, um, like how you were talking about how we start in this this new this little like like, pod of pod of family, right? And it's like, oh, oh, we're the core four. We're the core four. Oh, anybody (laughs) else that comes in is a stranger or it. No, this is about humanity and accepting people for who they are. And if you as a mama know who you are and, and are nourishing your mama flow, your mama mantra, you're going to pour onto your kids and teach them just by your vibes and how your interaction is. So you will never have any doubt or worries who they do choose as their life partner. And, and yeah, of course you may have that, are, are, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want to get married? Is this a good time? Right? They're like natural things mm-hmm. that, that may or may not come up. Are they natural? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. However, accepting, believing, and opening up your heart and giving love and making room. And I think just knowing there's enough love to go around. Yeah. There's enough money. There's enough love. There's enough light. There's enough for everybody to have a piece of you, a piece of just a different version, right? It's so true. My brother, my relationship with my brother and the love that I have for my brother is nothing like the love I have for my husband, which is nothing like the love I have for my son. I love my son and my daughter differently. I don't love them the same. That doesn't mean... I favor one. It just means one of them is my heart and one of them is my soul. And that's just how it came to be. That's my description of how I love them. Mm. 
And that's okay. Yeah. It is okay. I I think feeling differently is is natural because every human is different and welcoming people into your family is really important and it reminds me of something that um at my dad's funeral his secretary came up to me and told me the story that I'd never heard from my dad was not one to be over sherry like he did not talk about anything that he did at work and he was very regimented and he said he was surprised twice in his entire life he was very very like just one level he didn't swear he didn't drink coffee he only drank beer like when he was out with friends or he was watching a football game very regimented and not one to share any emotions at all he she said to me that one day my dad walked into work and said, I have another grandchild. I'm going to cry. Aww. And it wasn't my son. It was my stepdaughter. Ah. That he opened up his heart, heart to her. Yeah. That's special. Yeah. And it wasn't our family. Like, he had already had, well, I don't know, five grandchildren from my mm-hmm. brother and my sister. But then when my husband and I got together, and she was a little girl, that he included her mm-hmm. in that was just so special. That's how it should be. It is. Mom but is, I, that's how it should be. And that's so special. And even the most stoic person mm-hmm. can also have a heart that is big enough to welcome others into. It doesn't have to be... You know, your bloodline. Right. It can be in-laws. It can be stepchildren. It can be adopted children. It can be whomever, life partners. And um, it makes your family so much better. It makes everything so much better when you can open yourself up to it. Oh, my gosh. It makes you feel so much. It it makes you feel full. That, That is a true example of unconditional love. Yeah. And I knew that my father did care about her because one day she had donuts with dad and my husband was out of town and her other grandfather, her grandfather that lives nearby, um, was very sick and, and wasn't, you know, bedridden, wasn't able to go anywhere. He was in a wheelchair. My dad drove two and a half hours up just to go to her Donuts with Dad event and then visited with me for a half hour, less time than he was with her, Mm -hmm. and then went home and went to work. He was in his suit. He's a lawyer at a, you know, as a partner at a law firm in D.C., and he just drove drove right back. That's very sweet. It was, he went totally out of his way, and he didn't, he didn't need to do that. And he probably didn't even think twice about it when asked. He was probably so honored to have been asked. That's My special. he wasn't one to um to really say a whole lot or give a lot of hugs and kisses, but he always showed up. He mm-hmm. always showed up when you needed him. Mm-hmm. He'd always give me a random five dollars and tell me to buy something. <laughs> Showing up that keeps coming up in our podcast. Showing up, being accountable, understanding that in relationships it's two sided, not giving up. You know, really trying and, and, and giving the extra effort. 
Yeah. It's so important. I think that's what we can sort of end this on is to make sure that you are showing up for the people that you love and that you are giving that unconditional love because if you're not giving it, it's really hard to receive it back. Ah, that's it. You nailed it. Open up your heart for more space because there's so much love to be had and to give. Well, I think that's the end of this episode. Thank you for sharing this time with us. We would love to hear from you and support your harvesting mission in your personal life. Share your thoughts, questions, ideas with us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Harvesting You or visit our website, HarvestingYou.com. Until next time, let's put inspiration into intentional action and keep harvesting you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.